Love and Laughter Holistically Hilarious Family. <laughs> Thank you so much for tapping into the Hilarious Healing Vibes with the Holistically Hilarious Podcast. I am your host, Holistically Hilarious. <laughs> And y'all already know we stay turning up on health and wellness over here, popping bottles of spring water, staying hydrated and educated. Yes, honey, it is a must that you stay in tune with your star player and fuck with yourself the long way and the strong way. (laughs) Because self-love is the best love. So join me right now as we turn up on some health and wellness and do one of our favorite hilarious healing exercises. Inhale love, exhale laughter. Join me right now and close your eyes and inhale love. And exhale laughter. (laughs) Yes, honey. And just like that, you were able to raise your vibrations to the frequencies of love, joy, and abundance. And all of those magical things that you are manifesting into your divinely guided lives. (laughs) Thank you for tapping into the hilarious healing vibes. And thank you for enjoying the podcast. <laughs> Holistically hilarious. She's funny. Uh, uh, she's funny. And she got jokes too. <laughs> Love and laughter, my holistically hilarious family. <laughs> Welcome to the holistically hilarious podcast. We already know we stay turning up on health and wellness, popping bottles of spring water, staying hydrated and educated. Yes, hydration is a must. Do not be out here dry as fuck, inside ashy like a raisin, looking like a date. Nah, ain't even sweet. Nah, that's not what's up. Turn up. Laughter creates internal sunshine, and so does eternal water. Hydration is a must. So with that being said, get you a bottle of spring water and pull up, lubricate your throat chakra and get ready to tap into some hilarious healing vibes on the Hilarious Healing Podcast with your fun, funny, and fabulous host, Holistically Hilarious. (laughs) What to do one time, family? How y'all healing out there? How y'all feeling out there? I trust and know that all is well with everyone out there that y'all are revealing and healing, laughing and releasing, manifesting and receiving. All of that good shit into your divinely guided high vibrational ass life. You feel me? It's a must. It's a must, honey. We are in the last quarter of the uh, Gregorian calendar year of 2019. Pulling up on 2020. So you know the vision clear. You see that shit? Got that clarity pulled up on you? Yes. Don't be out here confused and shit in a haze. You better uh, get your third eye popping. You better seek guidance. You better pre be pre re enrolling. You better be pre-re-enrolling. <laughs> and that's exactly what this is uh, about. This is the third installment. Yes. I'm pulling up on y'all with the third installment of the Holistically Hilarious podcast of the pre-re-enrolling. This is Ra. What are you releasing? Now, I did it in segments because I wanted to break, break down, steady breaking me on down. Oh, I love music. It just be flowing into my life wherever it feel it need to be. <laughs> anyway, breaking down the pre-rent raw was really important because I was seeing people releasing their mama, releasing their daddy, releasing, you know what I'm saying, some things that really, you know, is just a re. 
a release, you know, a release or with a possible chance of a re-entry back into your life. You know, a re is still not a 100% guaranteed chance of a, you know, coming back. But, you know, I wanted to give the breakdown of how spirit gave me the download. You know, the release is when I release my mom so I can heal, so I can come back and be stronger in, you know, our relationship. Because we have to understand that some people are going to be who they are. She, you know, they elder, they stuck in their ways, and that's what they do. You feel me? So I released my mother, and um, I released fear, doubt, worry, procrastination, and things like that. So with that being said, let's go ahead and tap into the uh, Hilarious Healing Podcast vibes. My bad, y'all. I apologize for that slight interruption. I had to go ahead and put my phone on silent. I didn't want to hear all that damn uh, vibrations. Them is not the vibrations I want to hear while I'm recording my podcast. And when y'all hear me say things like recording and uh, when I release a podcast, because I'm putting it out there and I never want it to come back to me. I'm putting it out there by the power vested in me, Father Ra, by the power um, in me, with me. I am giving you what I have received from spirit. Because a lot of these, most of these, shit, 90% of these are spirit messages. You know, I'm very thankful to be a medium and being able to channel things that the collective um, can use on their spiritual journey and on their spiritual awakening. And so the pre-ren raw lit. I'm all about this pre-ren raw, honey. Like this pre-ren raw, we popping. We are, um, we are really leveling up. I had, I had to sit back and think about how far I've came since I did my first release because it was uncomfortable. You know, it really was like, it was scary. It was terrifying to like really tell your mom, Hey mom, I gotta, gotta release you. You know, she like, what the fuck you mean, baby? You gotta release me. I wasn't a good mom. And you like, no, nah, I ain't saying you wasn't a good mom, but you know, so since then I got comfortable with releasing that. You know, I released so many people. I set these healthy boundaries, you know, put people on a pre-release probationary period program. And it was like, damn, what about your ways? What about the shit that's within you that hold you back? Because once you release people, once you set your healthy boundaries and you still got some shit going on in your life that's not beneficial to you, that's still holding you back, keeping you stagnant in areas where you know you should be propelling and evolving at, that's when you need to go within and do that shadow work. Releasing is a form of shadow work. Releasing is to release the subconscious programming that has been embedded in you from your childhood, from birth. Shit, actually in the womb. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of these things we were taught in the womb, you know, through the umbilical cord. You know, we was born addicted to sugar, born addicted to food that was not good for us. You know, just different things like that. So I, when I released meat, I'm never going back. When I released you know, sugar, it came back. I ain't gonna lie, but it pulled up on me, but I released it again. You know, I know better, but like the shit that I was even taught before I was able to even talk, I'm releasing, you know, so that's releasing. That's deep. You know, Ra, Father Ra, the son, you know, I am a daughter, a child of the son. Ra is my father. I'm a Leo. So I, I call upon Father Ra to give me the strength and give me the courage and the power to release anything that's not for the greater good of my well-being, anything that is holding me back and not allowing my greatest self to come forward. Any programming that has been embedded into my mind, outdated software that need to be removed so I can receive, you know? And that's really important because we have 
so many um, old, outdated programs in our mind that just keep us in a loop, in a cycle of unhealthy generational curses that just keep replaying and replaying generations and generations to come, you know? So that's what I want to talk to y'all about. I'm about to break this shit down. Break, break down. Study breaking me on down. Break it down then, melon on. Come through holistically hilarious. Break it down then. I hope y'all get ready. And don't be sensitive. Please don't be sensitive. Because when you're doing shadow work, if you're trying to take it easy on yourself, I'm not saying bully yourself or be rough with yourself, but be honest with yourself. Because the shit that you're going to be honest about is the shit that you really need to release. You know, I, I realized that I was self-sabotaging myself in many areas of my life, many areas, and was wondering why I was not moving forward or my uh, my um, progress was not as progressive as it should have been. The reason why my pro- I was being busy, but I wasn't being productive. So we're about to break it down. We're going to do about three segments. So get ready. Tap into the Hilariously uh, Healing Podcast and get ready. So um, I'm about to go ahead and take a quick commercial break and pull up on y'all on the other side. On the other side. So we can get started. We're going to start first with um, releasing, releasing uh, like old thoughts of lack, feeling unworthy, our relationship with money. Because this, and I'm not even going to put it all in this one episode, I'm not. Because there's so many things that we need to release. I'm about to give y'all. That's why I said like about three. You know, about three. Because um, I like to keep the podcast about an hour long. Because that's just what the fuck I like to do. So, um, I'm, I'm going to start with money. Because I know that was like one of the biggest things. Being an entrepreneur. Manifesting abundance. Charging my worth. Knowing my worth. You know, getting book busy and balling. And when people ask you how much you charge. You got to know that shit. You know, even creating financial stability. And being financial financially uh free from any debt in your life you know being okay with letting money pull up on you knowing that money is not evil man we got a release so like i said i'm about to take a commercial break and i'm gonna call y'all to finally got it asses back on the other side life estate family <laughs> all right all right my holistically hilarious family welcome back to the holistically hilarious podcast <laughs> You already know I'm your funny, funny, and fabulous host, Holistically Hilarious. Your favorite holistic comedian, your hilarious healer of laughter. <laughs> Healing with humor. You already know what to do one time. Stay turning up on health and wellness, popping bottles of spring water, staying hydrated and educated, because it's a must, for real. You already know you got to stay in tune with your star player and don't be slipping on your pimping. Hydration is a must. Don't be out here dry as fuck, insides actually like a raisin, looking like a goddamn date. Now ain't sweet. Pull up, water. You better lubricate your throat shocker. Get it together. Snap, what's up? You better be flowing out here. Anyway, anyway, welcome back, welcome back. Y'all already know we're talking about the raw, the pre re and raw, pre re and raw, pre re and raw. We done pulled up on that raw, and uh, we talking about money, money, money. Yeah, yeah. Pull up, Bernie Mac. You better get uh, I better feel your energy. Remember he said that in Players Club, money, money. Yeah, yeah. When Luke came up into the club and he had to send his good strippers up there. Anyway. <laughs> Money, abundance, fucking coins, gold bags, um, gold bars, uh, being opulent, being prosperous. Shit, it's so much that I learned on my spiritual journey that I did not know about money. Man, I grew up with the worst relationship 
that you can associate with money. And it fucked me up. Till this day, I'm releasing. I'm, I'm, I'm healing on this podcast right now. I'm getting it together. And I'm okay with the fact that, you know, um, I'm releasing with y'all. We healing with humor. I don't, you know, I don't not use my own stuff. You know, I go through it to get through it to give it to y'all. You know, shit, I guess I was broke for the collective. <laughs> I went through shit for the collective. Because, you know, the, 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 the stigma that I had on money and being abundant and being successful and being prosperous, opulent, and all of that, that shit was the devil. <laughs> that shit was evil. White folks' money. You know, you get money, you get on cocaine, you do drugs and shit. It was the association with money, how I was raised, was fucked up. But we can give it all to Jesus in the collection plate. What the fuck is going on here? Why your lights off, mama? But you giving money to Jesus. How you going? Jesus, no, fuck that. Pay your lights. Jesus come next week. You know, I don't know. But I, was, I seen too much that it, it, it fucked up my association with other things, you know? So I want to start, you know, at the beginning, at the rooter to the tutor. You know, because we're going from the rooter to the tutor, so we're going to start at the rooter. Growing up, you know, I don't know about everybody else, but you know, them sayings, a dollar beats zero. Um, oatmeal beats no meal. Slow motion beats no motion. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that. That kept me settling for crumbs. Oh, massa gave me a job. I'm gonna go ahead and get this five fifteen an hour, knowing that I deserve more. But hey, at least it's paying me. I got a job just above broke. You know, shit like that. Because our our parents, most of them didn't get paid what they were worth. They accepted jobs because they were surviving. You know, my association with money came from survival. And where I'm at right now, no, we ain't even gonna go right there. We're gonna stay where the fuck we at. Because I wanna I wanna pull up on it. We got to pull up. We just now getting in the car. We ain't even drove up yet. We just getting in the car. So I'm sitting in the car right now. This is where we at. I'm about to break. You know, I like breaking shit down. You know, I like giving like visuals and shit. So we getting in this car of the abundance story, talking about this uh, association and uh, relationship with money. Oh, I just had to sip on some tea. Had to lubricate my throat chakra. Okay. So growing up, I was taught that just get a job. Don't even focus on your dreams. Like, it, it was it was kind of disheartening and sad at the same time because it fucked me up. A lot of my friends I've seen are my, ch- my childhood mates on the block. You know, I would see them being cheerleaders and playing band and doing different shit. I was like, damn, why I'm not doing that? You know, I would go to band. I was in band, but I didn't have no instrument. You know, I would be a part of different things, but I didn't have no, um, the tools. I was a cheerleader, but I didn't have a uniform. <laughs> I went to practice all the way up until they was like, um, I'm gonna need you to like get a uniform or you can't come no more. Cause you can't participate if you don't have a uniform. And I was like, how is this, like, how is this possible? How is this possible? You know, cause I, you know, I'm not putting my daddy and my mama business out there. This is real. You know what I'm saying? This is just some shit that really went down in my life. And I'm telling my story you know, from my perspective in order for me to heal and release this shit because it fucked me up. And this is why I go hard for my son and I want him to be a part of anything that his heart desires. Anything that's going to level him up and give him more character and help him broaden his horizons on how he views certain things. Shit, what you want to do? You want to be play piano? Let's play piano. You know, it, we ain't just, we're not just good at basketball and football. I just want to put that out there. But anyway, you know, growing up, 
my mom worked nine to five. You know, her money was for us, the children and herself. My father paid all the bills, which was great. Um, you know, but at the same time, I know he had a little side hustle. You know what I'm saying? His side hustle was that greenery. So I'm like, how, you know, you got a side hustle, but at the same time, we ain't really doing shit. And it wasn't even really the fact that it was my daddy that didn't know that I didn't want to do some shit as a little child. My mama would get the money and fucking take it to the casino. So my association with money was just cut short in a lot of different angles. I seen my mama get money, hundreds and thousands of dollars, and just go to the casino. You know, I've seen my mom go broke at the casino, even living with my father. That was her crutch. He saved our lives. You know, so growing up, I, I, my association was with money. If you get it, just go and risk it all to try to get more. Don't pay your bills first, you know. So when I would ask my mom, you know, can I um, join cheerleading? Can I join band? You know, my daddy would give her the money to give me the flute, give me the tools that I need to do the stuff that I wanted to do. He was under the impression that I was actually doing shit for a little while. I had to figure that shit out. My mom was lying to my daddy because she went to the mall or she went to the casino. She went some goddamn weird, not even the mall. She was more of a um, Lane Bryan's type of a goddess. You know what I'm saying? Back in the day and shit. Walgreens and Burlington's. Because Walgreens back in the day used to have some shit. Um... Burlington, shit like that. But, you know, it was like, damn. So, me watching my mama as a woman, you know, um, not save, not stack. Because, you know, relationships end. My mom and dad and them did breaking up. And when, when she left and she kept them same unhealthy habits, going to the casino, spending all her money, you know, that left us high and dry. You know, it was a lot of times that we struggled, struggled. You know, I remember taking baths with boiling water. Um... I remember she washed my hair one time after my mom and dad broke up because he would never allow that shit to happen in his house as a child growing up. Um, you know, washing my hair with boiling water and she forgot to mix the hot water with the cold water. Fuck my scalp up. <laughs> Fuck my scalp up. Kind of hurt it, you know? But, like, I was like, damn, like, mama, like, we could have, you know, I just watching it, I was like, you know, it, it just it just tripped me out. It just really tripped me out. So my dad would have to come and save her and save her and save her. And I was like, this is not where I want to be, like, as a child. And I spoke sometimes, you know, I always had a little smart-ass mouth, I ain't gonna lie. And I used to get popped in that motherfucker quickly. And she would, you know, stay in a child's place. But I'm sitting here watching, and if as a child, I'm observing you, you know, spend all your money. And I got a lie to my dad and say, I went to band practice, knowing I ain't go to band. You know, and it was like, so that's a couple of bad habits I was instilled young. Lying about money. Lying and I'm doing things with the money that was given to me in fact that um it was really going. Cause she couldn't she wouldn't even try to get the money back for me to go to band. So that's that's where I was at as a child. Money for me was always like it was it was very discombobulating. I don't even know how to put that shit in the words. So what I just said is what I just said. You know, so even like after my mom and dad broke up, the relationship I had with money got more fucked up. You know, I had to start watching my mom do things for money. You know, I had to watch my mom do things that was inappropriate for money. And I was like, damn, you have a whole job, but you keep going to the casino every payday. It was times times as a child that I watched my mom. I would go with her to pick her check up just so I can be there and be like, mom, let's go pay some bills first. And she'd be like, no, I'm going to go here, go cash my check at the casino. And I'm sitting in the car for hours. I didn't have to go into the casino, have her page to come out. And then she come out. I see it in her eyes. I see it in her eyes. And I'm like, here we go with this shit again. You know, money is associated with foundation and stability. If you can't pay your bills, you're getting evicted. You got to go. 
So as a child, after my mom and dad broke up, I had 38 different addresses until I turned 19. My mom and dad broke up when I was like eight. And when I got my own place when I was 19, I had 38 different addresses. That's a lot. That's a lot, lot. You know what I'm saying? And so um, it was it was just discombobulating because stability and foundation is associated with money. You can't pay rent if you ain't got nothing at all. You know? And being the fact that I knew my mama was a hardworking woman, that really tore me up too. It gave me another um, stigma on working hard and not even seeing the benefits, reaping the benefits of your hard work. You know, my mom worked hard nine to five for years for this company that um, I, I used to go to work with her sometimes bringing children to work. That would watch my mama work hard at this lawyer's firm with all these Caucasian people that love my mama because she's a very friendly woman. She's smiling, you know, to them, you know, some white folks love just us. You know what I'm saying? They love our joy, what we bring to the table and shit. They, you know, my mama was semi like Mammy, but not Mammy because she kept that job clean as fuck, better than any other other workers there. And they happen to be some Caucasian women. You know what I'm saying? But they would get bonuses and raises and shit. And my mom would get hers last and shit. So I was just associating all kinds of relationships with money. White folks got paid more first before, you know, melanated people. So I'm just like, whoa, wait a minute. What's going on here? This is what you want me to do? You want me to not do my dream so I can work and struggle and be on this same accord? And I was like, man. So um, as I got older, I started to learn some things. My mom was getting garnished. Her paycheck was getting garnished. So she was only getting paid on the 5th and the 20th. And she was bringing home less than $500. And our rent was about 700 And you got lights. You got, we still need shit for the house. We need clothes and things. So when I turned 14, I got a job immediately. Because I was bougie. You know what I'm saying? I was trying to keep up with my friends, keep up this image that I wasn't struggling at home, even though I knew I was struggling at home. You know, so seeing other people, other children have new shoes and new things like that. It was kind of discombobulating to me, I ain't gonna lie. But I knew my mom tried her hardest, but her hardest was her weakest at the same time because she wasn't dealing with her demons, of her financial demons. So um, her stigma with money was messed up. She really thought going to the casino, because it was sometimes that she did win, but it was more times that she lost. So with that being said, as children, we watch our parents work to be broke, paying own bills. Lights may get cut off. We eating struggle meals, hot dogs, Roman noodles, you know. And I ain't even that's that's the next segment I'm gonna talk about the association with food and money. Feeling like you don't you're not even worthy of eating organic products. That's that's the next one. But this is about associating your money with your worth, far as your occupation and how you live. You know, creating a stable foundation. You know, so I had to. As I became an employer, getting jobs, you know, my mom would tell me, you better just accept what they're going to offer you or you ain't going to get no job. And I'm like, damn. In the beginning, my first job, McDonald's and Burger King, I was like, I'll get the 555. But I was like, if you're going to offer me 650, I'm going to take 650. But I peaked game immediately that when I was making 650, my mom was feeling some type of way. I did not know for a long time she was only making $5.15. Minimum wage in Omaha, Nebraska back in the 90s was $5.15. So my mama was making not even nothing for 20 years. 20 years. And she lived with my dad, and he was the reason why we were able to have nice things to take trips and do stuff like that as a child. My, You know, living with my father was really nice. We took a lot of trips. You know, my hair stayed done and things like that. Besides the fact that I had to lie about money, I had a really pretty decent you know, stability. My father made sure we had a home. We was dressed. It was just my mom would do some shit and we would have to lie and I would watch her. And I'm like, you know, what's going on here? So as I got older, you know, that shit kind of like subconsciously was fucking with me and it would come out. 
Because as I got older, my mouth got more smarter. And I would say certain shit to my mom. Like, when I would get paid when I was 14 and 15, my little McDonald's check, $70, you want to borrow 20 And I know you ain't got no money to pay me back. You know, and I'm like, I just want to give me some K-Swiss, a couple of Tommy outfits so I can be fresh at school. You want to get this motherfucking outfit? And I'm like, damn, girl, you tripping off my $70 check. So it, the association with money off the rip, it was fights. It was it was anger. You know, I, I had to I, I had to start becoming sneaky about how much I made. You know, I was like, this is not where I want to be in my life. This is not what, you know, as a 14, I was peeping game. Like I got to lie too much. You know, I had to tell my mom I was going to the mall, but I knew I was going to work because I knew she was clocking my hours so she could see how much money she can borrow from me, you know? And then, you know, that, that made me feel some type of way. Like why you ain't got your own money? So, you know, we started arguing money is money can tear people apart. Money can be the root to all, all evil. If you don't know your worth, if you don't know how to control it and create a better relationship with money. So, um, this is, I'm just still, I'm just giving y'all the foundation of how the association with money as a child can really fuck you up as an adult, as an adult. So, um, you know, and my mom got into another relationship when I was like 15, 16, was dating this guy and his broke ass, you know, I was never used to seeing my mom live with a man that didn't have no money because she stayed with my father and he made sure she was straight so when he you know come into the picture and he broke as fuck working with me at mcdonald's I'm like, what the fuck is you doing here at this teenager ass job because what the fuck we ain't doing no construction work i'm like where your grown man money at so i'm beefing with him because i told you i was that i was very um ahead of my time i peep game i knew i never wanted to be that woman to live with a man and she paid all the bills you know so it but it happened <laughs> for about seven months but then I kicked his ass the fuck out. That's a different story, though. Anyway, I was like, damn, so I'm watching this shit, you know, I'm, and I know my mama ain't getting no money, money. And he just, and he had five kids and then he bought the kids to the crib. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Y'all just copping the squat. I had to share my bed and I was, it just fucked me up. I know we ain't affording all of this. So, and we still was moving with this man. So that fucked up my association, my relationship with men. I'm telling you, as we break in generational curses, y'all, we pre-re-run. I had to release my association with men or I would never be in a healthy relationship. But that's a different story. That's why this, let me digress. This second season of this hilarious podcast is called Laughing and Releasing. Because I could cry and release this shit and be sad about it, but I'm happy that I'm thankful that I'm able to release this shit freely and feel okay about it. So that's why we laughing and releasing. So anyway, um, yeah, like I always, you know, I got my first job. And then I um, was working in high school, getting money, you know, but my relationship with my mom was so strained by the fact that I really didn't want to give up money every time I got paid. I wasn't giving enough to give up. I'm giving paying gas money and shit. I know you want to teach me life lessons, but you need to be learning your own lessons. So when I um, became 16, graduated from high school, became a CNA, I started making 10, 12 dollars. I wasn't about to make no less. I'm wiping ass. So, um, with that being said, that caused a big rift because my mom was like, you making more money than I ever made in my entire life. So 16, 17, 18, 19 was traumatically disturbing. I started drinking liquor, started like turning up on my money the wrong way. You know, um, when I worked at this fast food job, my boss, he liked me and I was a fast ass young girl. So I was flirting with him and shit, doing shit that was inappropriate with him to get extra hours, you know, getting extra hours and shit, even though I knew, you know, as a certain age limit you ain't supposed to work all these hours because it's the law but I was getting paid under the table it was a, it was just it was wild and so you know it wasn't until 
30, 31, 32 that I realized um, I had a bad relationship with money. Because once I moved out on my own, each one of those unhealthy habits that I seen my mama had passed right on to me. From the age of 19 until I was 30, when I got on my spiritual journey and um, moved out of Omaha, Nebraska, I lived at 12 addresses. 12. And I was like, damn, am I on the same unstable, unfinancially um, stable-ass journey I've been on my whole life? And I was like, yeah, I was peeping game as I got older. You know, then I had a child and I'm watching him. We have him to pack every, you know, every year the lease is up. You know, we move in and shit. And because the whole time, the whole year was barely paying rent, barely paying rent. And I've always had money, always had money. But I was never taught to pay all your bills on time. I was all pay something on it, you know, and do other shit. I'm like, why am I paying half of my bills just to have some money in my pocket to do what with it? You know, I was never taught to just pay all your bills and it's okay to like, not have money, but your bills is paid. You know, I was taught to have pay half on your pay half on your bills, and then still have some money. But I'm like, not this money just sitting in my pocket, and I my lights is not all the way paid, heat bill not all the way paid. You know, it was just weird. I didn't get it. You know, it was just I was taught, and then that was it, and then I just let it be. And so, um, with that being said, when I when I became thirty, I realized that this is deep. Becoming an entrepreneur is what opened up my eyes. No, excuse me. Yeah, right before I became an entrepreneur is what opened up my eyes because I was tired of going through the same shit. And as I became an entrepreneur, I realized that when you um, pouring your own water and not working for somebody else, you want to make sure each drop go to where it need to go and be invested back into you so you can circulate that. And then that's when I started to figure out, figuring out that money is not just money, it's currency. And currency is energy. Currency is energy. So all of this shit I was taught as a little girl, watch my mama struggle for money. And when I figured, when I, <laughs> I, I'm still not baffled or not, ain't the right word. I'm still, not, I'm still taking this in because I've honestly been on my journey two and a half years and I'm still releasing. I'm still real lifetime, you know, healing and doing shadow work. So as I continue right now to release the stigma, the relationship, the thoughts of a lack, the not feeling worthy um, of asking for what I know I am worth, it, it, it still takes some time. Success is associated with worth. So if I'm afraid of worth, I mean, charging what I am worth, if I am afraid to collect these big checks and get paid, I'm afraid of success and I'm never going to be successful doing what I know my birthright is and my calling for reincarnating to this body because it's going to bring me prosperity and abundance. So by me, Having these thoughts of lack and not feeling worthy, that means I'm not able to walk in my purpose passionately and make it my priority and create my prosperity because I'm scared of money because I'm an abundant being. That's my birthright. So I was like, damn, OK, wait a minute. This should connect it, connect it. So here I am now. <laughs> um, 34, realizing that I am worthy. I'm abundant. I'm deserving. And it's my birthright. And energy is currency. And I do energy work. And I need to be compensated appropriately for what it is that I do. And so with that being said, once I started using words like abundance and prosperous and wealth, you know, with my mother, around my mother, she didn't she did not understand it. It made her angry and it offended her and it caused a rift in our relationship. And that's why I had to release her. <laughs> had to release her. I can't manifest abundance with you 
uh, projecting your thoughts of black on me because you never, you know, not once in your life had financial stability. She 50 something right now and still has no financial stability. I love my mama. This ain't talking bad about her, but this is just something that we have to break these generational curses. I refuse to be living another second of my life broke because um, my subconscious programming is not allowing me to see what's flowing into my life. No, 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 hell no. So with that being said, I'm about to go ahead. Now y'all got the foundation. Y'all, you've got the foundation. I don't know how many people um, who listen to this podcast grew up like that. You know, watch your parents struggle hard, work hard just to be still broke. You know, watch your parents work hard still not to have any money in their pocket. You know, it's sad and it sucks and it's hard to watch that happen. So right now where I'm at in my life, I'm breaking generational curses. I am the, I am that child. I am that chosen one and I accept my calling. So with that being said, we about to move on to the next segment and we about to talk about releasing um, the thoughts, how and how it, if you don't, how it can block you from being a successful, abundant entrepreneurial entrepreneur doing what it is that you were created to do. I reincarnated to be bringing this hilarious healing laughter to the collective and I'd be damned if I do it for free or not being properly compensated for my energy that I'm giving y'all, you know, and that's, and, and then you have to release the fact that you don't, you feeling like, am I being greedy or a gold digger? You not, you know, your work, you know, that you are uh, an abundant being. So I want to talk about that on the other side. We about to take a commercial break so I can get paid for this podcast. <laughs> so I can get paid for this podcast because I got commercials on here that get paid for. Everything is worthy. Everything is currency and everything that you do is worthy of some sort of exchange for your energy. Know that. Know that. Don't ever. You can't. I'm going to talk about it. On a, let me let me stop. See here I go right now. I need to take a commercial break. We 23 minutes into this. I'm going to be stop playing with myself and know what. I came on this podcast to do make money (laughs) for real. Like that is my whole purpose of creating this exchange in energy for an exchange of currency period. So I'm gonna call y'all back on the other side of the commercial break. Life state family. (laughs) All right. All right. Holistically hilarious family. Welcome back to the holistically hilarious podcast. Yes. Welcome back. Welcome back. And y'all already know we stay turning up on health and wellness, popping bottles of spring water, staying hydrated and educated. It's a must. Over here, creating internal sunshine with some hilarious healing laughter <laughs> while drinking some uh, eternal water because laughter creates internal sunshine and so does eternal water. So, cheers to health and wellness. Now, let's lubricate that throat chakra so we can turn up on some more hilarious healing with the uh, pre rain raw because we pre rain raw out here. And right now, we're talking about the raw, honey, raw. I just gave y'all real raw and uncut listen in on my life growing up. You know what I'm saying? Financially broke as fuck, struggling and shit, you know? And um, we about, to, we about to go into where I'm at now. Where I'm is right now, honey. Because I didn't, you, you never know how much shit affects you until you start doing some shit and you realize, what is going on here? It's some type of an unbeknownst to me blockage that's not allowing me to manifest my abundance until my divine got it as fifth dimensional high vibrational ass life. Like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> I need to know. I need to know what's going on. And why am I not able to um, be okay with certain shit? Okay. So that's where I'm at. I had to realize that 
I was setting myself up for financial failure and to drive my business into the hole. <laughs> drive my business into the hole because of the subconscious programming that had been embedded to me as a child. What I was taught, what I seen, what I heard, all of that. Everything, everything I took in from my eye chakra to my ear chakra to what people said out of their throat chakra, it all came out when I began to um, create my own business. Because when I was working as an employer, you know, you're, you're working for somebody else's money. It's somebody else's money. You go to work, you get paid, you know, um, and it was still a fucked up situation then, but it really, really led me to realize that it was a lot of subconscious programming going on that um, I needed to release in order for me to become the best version of myself financially. Because financially plays a major role in your root chakra. <laughs> when you don't feel like you are financially stable, you live in survival mode. And when you are here surviving, you live out of balance. You know, I no longer survive. I live and I thrive. And that, and that feels good to get here. But I won't lie and say that I'm still actively releasing subconscious patterns because um, when it comes to financial stability and things like that, because where I'm at on my journey it, it is where I'm at. I don't want to say I could be further or I should be further because I'm where I'm supposed to be in divine timing. However, I realize that I have set myself back a few times financially by making not smart decisions, unhealthy decisions based on unhealthy unhealthy thought patterns that was in my mind trying to do things the old way when I'm birthing a new way to do things even with the universe giving me signs and, and synchronicities and all kind of shit I still was able to fuck up a good time and the universe like what the fuck is going on here melanin and I was like I don't know so I had to dig deep and say melanin what what why, why do you feel like you, you're not worthy of some things. Why do you feel like you're pushing success away when you feel certain things pulling up on you subconsciously? For example, I'm going to just give some real life, real ass examples. You ever heard of a drop shipping store? I've been having my drop shipping store for a while now. But in the beginning when I had my drop shipping store, um, and if you have not shopped Hilarious, shop Hilarious. It's all better now. This is some old shit I'm about to tell y'all. But I had to learn this lesson to get to where I am right now. When I first opened up my drop shipping store last year in 2018, I was not making no money. And I knew several people who were making money off of a drop shipping store. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> Why is my abundance not flowing in like everybody else's? I realized when I set my prices for my merchandise, I was thinking with thoughts of lack. I was thinking, let me make these the cheapest that they can be. I did not do the proper research to find out that it costs to make merchandise. So the company that you're, whoever you're doing it from, Printful, Printify, shit like that, Teespring, whoever, they have to get paid to make it. And then you got shipping. And then you get your portion. So when I was setting my prices so low, <laughs> every time somebody ordered something from the hilarious shop, I was having to put money in. And I said, what, the, what, what is this? What's going on? This don't make no sense. Why am I paying for something that somebody's ordering? So I had spoke out. To, I was afraid to tell people because I was embarrassed. But I was like, I don't want to tell nobody. Everybody else making money. And I'm sitting here like every time somebody order, I'm coming out of pocket. So my that's my ego. That's my pride. Fucking with me. Not allowing me to tell the truth. Just like my mom, after she would go to the casino and lose all her money, 
you know, even the money that my father would give her to do things for me and my brother, like get us our band equipment, get us my, my cheerleading uniform, shit, things like that. You know, she would be embarrassed to go to him and say, hey, I fucked up. Um, I may need some more money for the strength of your children because they can't pay band. She can't get a uniform. So I'm sitting here one day. I'm like, I got I to gotta ask somebody. But like, who do I ask? So Spirit was like, let me send her somebody. Long story short, I, was, I got a love note in the form of a human being. And I was feeling comfortable enough to open up to tell them that, hey, you know, I see you got a drop shipping store. What am I doing wrong with my drop shipping store? And they gave me the tea. My prices was so low that I was not making any money. I was having to put into it. And they was asking me, why are your prices so low? And first thing I said was, well, what if people can't afford it? And then it was like, why the fuck are you counting other people's pockets when it comes to your business? People going to afford what they want to pay for. Just like me. I know when I want something, I pay for it. When I go shopping for crystals and I need a new Labradorite and I know it's $18 for a small ass Labradorite, big as my fingernail, I'm paying for it. So they was like, you need to remove your thought, yourself from other people's pockets and, per- and price your merchandise the way you know it should be priced. You're not doing this as a hobby. This is your passive income while you pursue your dreams. And you're not going to make any money at all by counting other people's pockets and worrying about if they can't afford it. Yeah, you don't want to have your shit too overly expensive. But right now, your shit is to the point where you're not making any money. So I had to think about it. I'm like, damn, you know, why am I, you know, why, what am I, what am I thinking like this for? Because I know people who pay money for the same prices that my shirts and my hoodies were. I know people who do it. So I had to feel like, is my shit not worthy enough? Do I not think the hilarious fashions is worthy? The hilarious merchandise is worthy enough? People paying $25, $30, 35 for a hoodie, a shirt, you know, $12, $10 for notebooks and mugs and things like that. Do I feel like my merchandise, my brand, what I'm putting out there is unworthy? Knowing that I put intentions into everything that I do, everything that I've created, even the hilarious healing I release you shirts was made for healing with the intentions. This your full moon outfit. This show I release you outfit. This show outfit I don't release people today. I'm healing. I look good because I'm healing. Healing looks good on you guys. I put hella intentions into that. So it's like this is your energy you put in here. Your energy is your currency. Don't shortchange your energy. Don't stop your energy. Don't slice it off because right now you just giving and you're not able to receive because you got your prices too long. Don't count other people's pockets because if they fuck with you and they rock with you and they really support you, they will support you. You know, so I had to, I had to digest that and I had to remove and release the fact that they were getting me together. You know, I could have been slightly offended by the truth because I was triggered by the fact that, you know, I was, I was shortchanging myself. It made me feel some type of way. I will not lie, but I, it, it needed to be said. The truth had to be said in order for me to level up. So, um, I redid my store. I redid my store. I redid, you know, even um, the merchandise. I redid it and everything. And now it's priced to where it's still affordable, but I'm making money with the passive income. That's what it was made for. It wasn't made for me to just give to people. As much as I am a giver, I had to get out of that. You cannot give from an empty well. You can't give if you ain't got shit to give. And I was pouring out of exhaustion. I was like completely depleted. And it was like, spirit, spirit put me on the break. I couldn't talk. I couldn't go live. I couldn't do shit because my energy is my currency. And my energy was not vibrating high. I was not in the flow of abundance. I was in the flow of thoughts of black. My root chakra was discombobulated. I was triggered. I was just out of here. 
just somewhere else mentally. I was overeating because when you overeat, and I'm going to talk about that on the next podcast because overeating is a form of lack. you feeling like you don't know where your next meal coming from. It's a form of survival. But anyway, that's a different story because food is a drug. Food is a motherfucking drug. I was on food for years. But anyway, <laughs> so I got my shit together. I got it together. And um, now my store is thriving and I'm very grateful and I'm very thankful. So if you would pull up to the link in my bio on Instagram or Facebook or just even go to holisticallyhilarious.com and circulate the wealth, you know, I'm a spiritual entrepreneur. I greatly appreciate it because you cannot manifest your abundance by thinking with thoughts of lack. I'm going to give you another example because some spiritual entrepreneurs out here don't have drop shipping stores. You are a healer. You have um, gifts that you give. You got courses that you teach online, maybe, you know, um, what's that shit called? Patreon, um, Teachable. You got online courses that you want to teach people, but you don't know the prices, what to charge people. Did you really in your heart? You just want to do shit for free. That's where we be at, at spiritual entrepreneurs. We always want to do some shit for free because we know, you know, really the bigger picture. But we live in this earth, on this earth, so we got to really be in the flow of abundance because we ain't going to be able to pay no bills or create more of nothing with nothing. <laughs> You feel me? Even though you can create something out of nothing, you got to still be smart. It's, it's, it does not make any sense to be conscious and evoke and aware and still be broke. So period, point in the blank. People going to call you, maybe gold diggers. They're going to say that shouldn't be that much aid and let them go to somebody else who pay cheaper because I know somebody who will pay more. You feel me? So with that being said, I started doing one-on-one hilarious healing sessions with people. And in the beginning, I was charging like little to nothing. And then I had did my first couple of sessions and I realized how much energy I gave into these sessions, how much love and how much I put in. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. When I got done, I did not feel properly compensated and it made me not want to do it because I was giving more than I was putting out. I wasn't charging my worth. You have to know your worth. And when you grow up um, not knowing your, seeing your mother, the person who you, your first teacher, the God, your queen, not knowing her works, constantly settling for less. And then as you get older, you get a job and then they tell you not to go for your work, but to just settle. That shit sticks with you. So I had to release and remove, not feeling worthy. Because you know what? Once I adjusted my prices, my clients were loyal. They still came back and they said, that's okay. That's fine. Because you, what you do is worth it. Period. It's people out here that do less than me that charge more. You have to just really think about this logically. Like, how, what are you trying to do? How are you breaking generational curses of um, economic um, failure in creating economic growth and uh, awareness for your children and your grandchildren with thoughts of lack? Period. It don't work like that. So where I am right now, I know my worth. Still, every day I have to thrive to continue to stay in that flow. Because some days you will have things creep back on you, you know, and that's when you just got to do the shadow work and release it. I, I'm, I'm, it's never a quick fix. Never. <laughs> that's why I laugh sometimes when I'm, because I'm constantly creating new businesses. I'm constantly creating new ways to uh, circulate abundance, to create streams of income. And with each new business adventure that I do, I have to still remember my worth. I can't think like, oh, this is business number five. Let me charge less no it's a different business it's a different entity it's a different form of energy that i'm exchanging whether it just be one-on-one hilarious healing sessions or my ringtone or the, uh, the store you know 
So you have to really understand that each thing that you do that you create, you cannot base it off of the next, your last creation. Everything is separate and everything is worthy of what you feel like you need to charge. Long as you are giving good, honest um, work, you know what I'm trying to say? Long as you are actually giving what is the, the charge. If you're charging $500 for a session, you need to give $500 worth of work. You know what I'm saying? And I do because I don't I'm, I'm not shortchanging anybody. I don't want I'm not going to shortchange myself. I'm not going to shortchange anybody else because I know that what I want to give and that what I am giving is abundant. It is a gift that keeps on giving, period. So know your worth. Entrepreneurs who listen to this podcast, know your worth. Remove those thoughts to lack. Release them. Release the fact that you watched your parents work a job and be just above broke all your life. Release the fact that you've been told that money is evil. It's not evil. You ain't going to manifest no abundance thinking money is evil. Money is creates great memories. Money creates great experiences. Money creates financial freedom. Money is energy and money is currency. The dollar bill is not even nothing. Energy is currency. When you talking to people and you your, your words and everything is important, you are valuable. You know, and then I was like, Melanin, hey, get it together. Because you know what? This is something that you're not even just doing for you. This is for your child. This is for your grandchildren. You can't pass down a couple of pennies. You want to pass down deeds. You want to pass down um, stocks and bonds and houses and property and equity and all kind of stuff that I'm still learning. It's probably some other shit that need to be passed down, but I don't know it yet. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I'm just, I've been on my journey two and a half years. It, it seemed like I know a lot because I do, but I'm also on an expedited mission. Spirit give me downloads a lot because I'm supposed to be where I am right now, recording this podcast, telling y'all this information, you know? So I'm still learning every day. Business, the, the business side of things is still very foreign to me. And the more I learn about business, the more I'm like, wow, yeah, get it together. <laughs> get it together because this whole world is business based. You coming into this world, you're a product, you're a property. Being married is a business. This is all a business. So I am, I realize that even though I am a business, I'm a spiritual based business. And spirituality don't mean be broke. So don't let people tell you that you can't charge for your spiritual gifts, baby. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. And your ass better. Don't be out here giving your shit away for free. And then you got people that's going to pay the next person for it because they charging cheaper. They really don't want good quality healing work. You know, don't get discouraged by the person and be like, oh, you charge too much. Okay, thank you. Have a good day. Because <laughs> the next person going to pull up on you and pay your worth and not question it at all. They're going to pay for it because they know you're giving good quality things, you know. just just And, I, and uh, I'm going to end this very shortly because I want to move on to another topic, talking about food, feeling like you are worthy. Because I had to learn that lesson the hard way and the strong way. And so, yeah, I'm just, you know, just really understand, like, this shit is hilariously healing as fuck when you realize that I'm I'm making myself be broke. You know, it's, it was a difference when I was working for somebody else, working a job. But now I'm not about to work for my own self and still be broke. I might as well go back and get a job and be just above broke. And I ain't got to worry about um, promote myself. You know, I ain't got to worry about getting materials i ain't got to worry about none of that all i gotta do is go wake up clock 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 in on somebody's motherfucking clock and get paid if i'm gonna be still broke you know 
And so, like, I want to say September last year, I was sitting in uh, poolside at my apartment complex in Houston, Texas. And um, Spirit gave me these words to tell myself, to remind me of who I am. It was It's a musical mantra. Y'all know I love music. It was a musical mantra given to me by Spirit. I'm going to give it, I'm going to to slice y'all with it, right? Slice y'all. I'll be working on new slang, y'all. And sometimes it don't be popping. So I ain't about to slice y'all. I ain't got no knife. <laughs> I'm about to um, pull up on y'all with this musical mantra. And it goes like this. Living abundantly, 360, all the way around as it should be. No room for lack in my life. I'm an abundant being. That's my birthright. I call all my powers back into me. Because this fade is going to be litty. Leo the lion, that's my solar plexus. Stay popping. That's why I'm always flexing. I shine bright because my sun sign is the sun. It's only the beginning, but I already know I won. I'm walking in my purpose moving like I'm divinely guided. I keep my ancestors with me, so don't even try it. Period. Don't even try it. You know what I'm saying? But, you know what I'm saying? It's my birthright. I was, I was, I've been an abundant goddess, a teacher, and a healer for many lifetimes. And I ain't never been broke. So, I'm not going to reincarnate into this body in this life to be broke. You know, I had to dig deep within myself and realize who the fuck I am. I'm worthy and I am deserving. And I am a cosmic fifth dimensional goddess who chose to have a human experience to come here and bestow you all the finally got a high vibrational ass with this laughter. You know, I came here to exchange a form of energy with you in exchange for currency. That's just one of the things that I came here to do. And I'm, and that's the thing that's going to propel me to keep doing more great things, creating um, wonderful experiences, wonderful memories. You feel me? So know your worth and release and remove anything that was taught to you about any association with money. Because as melanated people, we have a really bad association with money. We think it's a white people thing. White people only can have uh, good money, you know, a lot of money. You know, white folks this, white folks that. We give too much credit to fucking Caucasian people. When we are rich, it's our birthright. We are royalty. It's in our DNA. We are royalty, period, point blank. We come from kings and queens and dynasties. We got to tap back into who we are. And if I know I got Caucasian listeners, this ain't saying shit negative about y'all at all. I'm just talking to, you know, my people. Because this is how I grew up. And I had a lot of melanated friends who felt like this. I still got people back home. I don't associate myself with nobody back home right now. Because they still think with thoughts of black. Even, you know, my spiritual bank is way more fuller right now than my financial physical bank. But I know I'm rich. I am abundant. When you are spiritually abundant, you are spiritually rich. That gets you further. Because they know where you where you need to circulate your wealth. They going to make sure you straight. Since I've been on my spiritual journey out here, allowing myself to be great and going through this process and trusting faith and trusting my ancestors, I have been so rich in love, rich in health, rich in rich in experience, rich in people that come into my life. You know, they make sure I'm always straight. I had to fill up my financial bank. Money is not just physical. It's spiritual. Being rich is not just having big bags of money in the bank. Being rich is being rich in love, being rich in health, because your health is your wellness. We have to change the association that we have with money you see people fall out over money people fall out over money don't allow yourself to fall out with anybody over some currency you know like right now if i was to go home and just start talking about abundance thoughts of lack and how i'm manifesting and things like that they would look at me they would make little jokes like well i'm, I'm, I'm still still here struggling okay struggle that's your words that you using to create your reality with not mine you know, you, you, I'm rich in vocabulary. I'm rich in how I speak to myself highly with thoughts of abundance because I am an abundant being and it's my birthright. 
I'm rich in so many goddamn areas in my life. I have no room or no desire to be broke or to speak as if I'm ever going to be broke again. I'm leveling up in all dimensions, in all areas of my lifetime. I'm choosing to align with my abundant timeline, period. So this is me healing right here on this motherfucking podcast with y'all. Hilariously healing. <laughs> I release any thoughts of like that block me from receiving my prosperity into my divinely guided ass high vibrational ass fifth dimensional ass life. I release anything that's not for the greater good of my well-being that is allowing me to think with thoughts of lack. I am abundant. I am prosperous. I am opulent. I am in constant flow of abundant opportunities to flow effortlessly and freely into my life. All my needs are met with these. Anything that I can need flows into my life effortlessly and freely. The universe has always given me what I need. Period. Miracles happen every day. Money, miracles happen every day. Just be in alignment to receive. Hold space for your abundance to pull up on you. Hold motherfucking space to receive. Because I, I I know it'd be tough. I I know it'd be tough rubbing together two pennies. I, I've been there, but at the same time, I stay optimistic. Ask me how I'm doing. I'm going to tell you I'm divinely got and optimistic. That's what we have to be. We have to not allow our current situation to get the best of us because that's not our final destination. I don't give a fuck about what's going on right now in front of you. You know that what you feel in your heart. You know the signs that the universe sends you. You know the synchronicities that you see upon you every day when you ask spirit. Let me know right now, spirit. Come on, spirit team. Pull up on me. Let me know that I am in alignment to Rossi with miracle into my life. Let me know that right now I am actually in alignment to propel myself even further forward into my prosperity as I continue to make my life purpose my priority. And then they go giving you 888-777-999-000. Pull up on me 555 because I know great changes on the way. It's hurt right now. And I receive, period. You feel me? Anybody got time? We ain't creating space to receive nothing but greatness because that's what we are. We great as fuck. I am amazing. I'm abundant. I am opulent. I'm divinely guided. I'm a great speaker and I'm a good steward with the money that I receive, period. And that's the thing too. Don't get the shit and spend it. Get it and circulate it. Make sure that you are a good steward with the money that you receive. Or they will cut your ass, move the fuck back off, and just keep your spiritual bank flowing. Because you ain't you ain't circulating your shit right. That's what they did for me, and that's kind of where I'm at right now. My spiritual bank is what's got me where I am. Physically, they ain't gave me shit yet, because I'm still learning to release my unhealthy spending habits. I'm still learning to release the fact that I, I'm figuring out what to do with my money when I get it, when it pull up on me. Because I be getting it, and I feel like I'm so overwhelmed with things that I need to do. I need to get this part of my business done. I need to trademark this. Um uh copyright that i need to invest in this and i still need to get deodorant and hair products and food and water and clothes and shelter and things like that so it's like you know what i'm about to just go get something to eat <laughs> i'm about to just do some shit i ain't got no business doing and i'd be like no that ain't what it is so i am honestly open and receptive to manifesting good business people into my life just some guidance and I'm okay with saying that I need guidance. You know, people around me who are business savvy, who can, you know, give me some direction and some guidance. I'm open and receptive to receiving that, period, point, in the blank. Because if you are building an empire, and if you can do it by yourself, you ain't dreaming big enough. You dreaming really small. If you can do this shit on your own, I'm building an empire, and the empire needs a team. I got five businesses that's about to be popping off by the 2025. I got a five-year plan. And it's going to come into fruition because I've already seen it. I just got to stay in alignment to receive all the assistance that I need. So with that being said, y'all, I'm about to uh, re- uh, release this segment right here, you know, and um, pull up on y'all again on the other side. And we're going to talk about releasing the association with food and money. <laughs> because your thoughts of lack is keeping you sick as fuck. 
eating Roman noodles in McDonald's. So I'm gonna call y'all if I only got it asses back on the other side. I'm about to uh give y'all this quick commercial break. A laugh and stay family. <laughs> Love and laughter, my holistically hilarious family. <laughs> Welcome back to the Holistically Hilarious Podcast. Y'all already know y'all tapped in with your holistic comedian, your hilarious healer of laughter, Holistically Hilarious. <laughs> and y'all already know we stay turning up on health and wellness, popping bottles of spring water, staying hydrated and educated. It's a must. Do not be out here inside, dry as fuck, ashy like a raisin, looking like a date, and that ain't sweet. Anybody got time? Mm-mm. As within, so without. Laughter creates internal sunshine, and so does eternal water. Get you a bottle. Turn up. Health is wellness. You know, because you got to stay hydrated. Got to stay hydrated, especially if you're out here laughing to the Holistically Hilarious podcast. You do not want your throat chakra to be out here. <coughs> Can't laugh looking ass. Anybody got time? We ain't creating space to be dry. Period. You be in the flow by being moisturized. Moisturization. Pull up on some lubrication. So um, join me right now and take a sip. Cheers. Anyway, welcome back. Welcome back. To the pre-green raw episode right now is raw. We are raw leasing. And we just finished talking about um segment one, segment two, talking about raw leasing thoughts of lack and um things like that and being an entrepreneur. And so now what I want to talk about is thoughts of lack as far as circulating money on food. Because a lot of people don't think that they can afford to be healthy. A lot of people, they don't think they can afford to eat organic. But then at the same time, a lot of people can't afford hospital bills. So you have to make a con- conscious decision. What the fuck can I really afford? You know, you have to really understand and understand that your health is your wealth. And they make it seem expensive. And, you know, I won't lie. You know, I've been plant-based. I used to be vegan. Now I'm plant-based. And it, it was expensive somewhat in the beginning because I was doing things the vegan, tr- trendy way. And now I don't expect everybody to be where I am. Hell no. Be where you at. You are where you are. I am where I am. I had to get here. It's levels. Okay? So don't be getting discouraged. Don't be trying to, you know, go from zero to 100 real quick. You're not Drake. You, you. How you doing? So be you. But I will say, you know, it's not as expensive. Because there's no price on your health when you know that the food is killing you, you know? So with that being said, I want to break it down real quickly. When I first went over, switched over to a, a vegan lifestyle, because I was vegan in the beginning of 2016, I was buying shit that I didn't even really need. I was buying shit I didn't know how to use. Um, the initial transition, buying the right kind of flour, buying the right types of like oils, buying just, you know, every shit, everything. To start over, initially about two, three hundred dollars. Because you want to like get every everything. You know, and you 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 really just starting over. But once I um consistently went back to the store, you know, once a week, twice a week, or whatever the case may be, it got less expensive because I didn't have to buy that quinoa flour, that garbanzo flour over again because I already had it. Garbanzo flour and quinoa flour last about a month unless you frying shit every day, which you shouldn't be frying shit every day. You know what I'm saying? So garbanzo flour, quinoa flour, um, spelt flour. I use spelt flour from time to time, even though it's a glutinous, ancient grain. It breaks down in your body differently. Still not the best. 
but it's the best. You know, it's on Dr. Sebi's list. But like, I do know that it can be expensive. It can be overwhelming, but that's why you need to understand you need to pace yourself and start by removing and replacing. Remove and replace. And I don't say replace, I say replace. Because once you replace those um, aborted fetus cells, a.k.a. eggs with some garbanzo omelets, you don't, you don't want to go back to aborted fetus cells when you realize that you can get the great tasting flavor of an egg with garbanzo flour. So you are releasing and replacing. You feel me? And it, it was, you know, it was challenging only for the fact that I didn't know anybody in my neighborhood, anybody close up and in person that was vegan at that time when I was going vegan. And then I started manifesting vegans into my life. And I was realizing like, okay, y'all vegan, vegan. I'm Dr. Sebi vegan. Because when I went, when I switched over, it was because my health was deteriorating. I was fucked up eternally. So when I started, people started telling me about nutritional yeast and soy and and soy protein isolate and all of that shit. I'm like, I don't want none of that. What's going on? That ain't on Dr. Sebi's list. I don't want that. I need these items right here. I need to know how to make them and shit like that and delicious dishes and things. So it was a lot that I went through in the beginning as far as getting to the place where I am right now, learning how to recreate some of my famous dishes. So don't let yourself get discouraged and feel like you can't afford to do it. It costs too much. It costs time because money, currency is time. It's the energy that you spend on something. So if you are, if you're spending your time doing research on things that you want to have in your kitchen, that's going to be giving you life and not killing you. It takes some time. So circulate your energy into spending time on what you want to put into your body. You can't afford that. You can't afford to create space to sit down with your phone, your laptop and go over. Okay, these ingredients I want to get. I want to make a, a neat loaf. Not a meatloaf, but a meatloaf made out of like lentils and mushrooms and things like that. All you got to do is take the time. Because we always say being vegan is too expensive. And what I realized when I was hearing people say this, it costs too much. I, I don't got time. Time is money. So you're telling me that you can't afford it financially. You can't afford to spend time to do something that's going to save your life. Man, listen, I was sicker than a snicker. Like sick, sick. I was. No longer am I. I, if, I, if I did not create space, spend the time to do the research, to go over the herbs that I needed, to go into my body, to remove the dis-ease that I had allowed to come into my body, I would not be recording right now. I'll be somewhere on some motherfucking ventilators, somewhere slightly discombobulated, probably got a home health aid. Little motherfucking girl coming in my house and shit. Ain't taking care of me right. You know what I'm saying? Got me laying in a wet spot. I don't know what the fuck would have went on in my body. I was sick, sick. I was discombobbed. Because I had been sick since I was in my mama's womb. I came out sick. I was born fucked up. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, I, I'm reversing shit that, I, you know, that was placed in me from my mama eating shit, doing drugs and drinking and shit when she was pregnant with me. Not saying she was out here crackhead, crackhead. But you know what I'm saying? She was on some shit, doing some different shit that she shouldn't have been doing. You know what I'm saying? My mama country. I'm eating pork chops and ham hocks and goddamn pig feet. You know what I'm saying? Hot sauce in the bag, swag ass shit. While I'm in the womba. I was born fucked up. I really was. The dis-ease that was in my body was something that had accumulated from childhood. Roman noodles. Oatmeal pies. Cereal with battery acid and food poisoning on there. You know... We don't understand that the food that we've been given as a child is... We didn't just get sick overnight. We have been poisoned our whole life. 
And we're not even sick. We're poisoned. I was poisoned as fuck. And then when I realized that I was voluntarily poisoning myself, even after I knew that the food was related to my sickness. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about that. I, I couldn't even afford to pay attention. I was so broke because I was sick. I couldn't see straight. You know, I knew the food was killing me. I knew the food was fucking with me. But I could I, I was I was too discombobulated and poisoned to just even really want to admit it and connect the dots. I would go to the doctor, they would give me antihistamines and Benadryl and all types of shit. Tell me, um, I'm uh what they said I had a food allergy. No, it wasn't a food allergy they said I had. Yeah, it was no, it was because I knew it was the food, but I would only break out when I got hot, when I sweat, when I got in a hot shower, when I was dancing, twerking, fucking, you know what I'm saying, at work as a CNA in some scrubs, rolling over old ass people and shit that was heavy as fuck. Whenever my body felt like it was getting hot, like if somebody was to come up to me and say, boo, and it was scaring me and I go, oh, my insides would immediately just flip the script. And I felt like I had a perm in my stomach that was boiling over and it needed to be washed out. So I was just burning up from the inside out, just burning up. I had all these bumps on my face. I was discombobulated, blood toxic. You know what I'm saying? Every time I had my menstrual, it sent me to a whole different place because it was toxic, you know? So I was like, what is going on? But I still kept eating nasty ass McDowell's. I was fucking with uh, Burger Burger Queen, like, it was just, I don't want to say their names, I want to get them no energy, I don't, but y'all know what I'm talking about, that shit was addictive, it was crack in that shit, it had to be, after I stopped eating the McDowell's, I was fucking around, driving around with a bag in my car, in the passenger seat, there was a McDouble, only onion, extra cheese, and McValue fries, sweet and sour sauce, and a ranch, and apple pie, and the McFlurry, just sitting in the passenger seat, because I needed to smell the shit, because I had to wing myself off of it, and then on top of that, I smoked cigarettes, I smoked cigarettes from the age of 14 until I was 30. So my body was just dehydrated. It was um, not oxygenated. It was just suffering and no longer in silence. Because my body was like, hey, hey, Melanon. Just talking to me like my spirit team. Hey, Melanon. Hey, hey, what, what, what the fuck? Hey, hey, Melanon. Hey, put the goddamn burger down, Melanon. Put down that french fries, Melanon. You over there breaking the fuck out eating the fry, Melanon. And I was like, damn, I knew as I was actively eating this food that was causing me to be sick, I would be breaking out while I was eating. And then I would just stop and take a Benadryl, allow it to get into my system, the bumps would go away temporarily, and then I would continue eating the food that I knew was killing me internally. Because I like the flavor of some shit. It's, it's poison. And that's why when people be like, ooh, it's hard. Man, try about to die for a Big Mac. It ain't worth it. You know, I'm a cosmic goddess. I am stronger than this food. My soul does not need McDowell's. I do not need Tortino's Pizza. I do not need no nacho cheese Doritos that got Guadalé and, you know, which is bat shit on them. I don't need no trick cereal that got battery acid in it. I don't need no motherfucking Pepsi that got aborted fetus cells in it. You know, it's a, I don't need no milk that got cow pus and blood in it. The shit that I, we grew up thinking that we needed to eat. So... When I first like switched over to a plant-based lifestyle, I was like, damn, it's going to take time. It's going to take money. It's going to take energy. And I was right. It did. To this day. To this day. To this day. <laughs> hey, y'all know that dude that be saying that. I forgot his name. My apologies, my brother. But he was, you know, he, he tight. He on his shit. But to this day, I still do research. I still find out. Because I am at a, at a stage now in my life where I had just recently, I ain't going to lie, living in Los Angeles, California, fell victim to soy, fell victim to goddamn soy protein isolate, wheat gluten, shit that I know that I don't need in my body. I honestly know better, but I was 
I was vibrating low. I was, my root chakra was out of balance and I was just succumbing to just the bullshit that, that was around me. You know, I'm a holistic vegan comedian. So I'm doing these comedy, uh, excuse me, these events and they offering me food and I'm just, they giving it to me for free. People want me to try their food, take a picture with their food. And I'm just eating the shit, eating the shit, knowing that my body is like, ow. <laughs> so you don't remember. You don't remember what it was like to be sick, sick. So you clearly got enough time. You're spending your energy breaking down food in your body because everything is energy everything is currency so i instead of me circulating my currency to break down some food that just go in and out you know some cucumbers a salad some roughage you know what i'm saying some some green leafy vegetables i'm breaking down beyond um not beyond me but impossible burgers i'm breaking down you know pasta that i know it breaks down into sugar i'm eating waffle fries i'm eating just soy cheese based shit hella cauliflower that i know is null and void and has no nutritional value you know i know this i did i I spent time (laughs) i spent my time and my energy and my currency to do research in the beginning when i first went vegan and then i went plant-based i was only vegan for a hot second and then i realized i'm not vegan i'm plant-based i'm alkaline i'm beyond that shit you know, so, and that ain't no shade to people. That ain't no shade at all. You are where you are and I am where I am. Don't let my journey offend you or make you feel in any type of way, but great. If you feeling like, damn, maybe I should, you know, switch up or add more green leafy vegetables and remove some of this shit that I, like Oreos. It's a bag of Doritos out here that we know that's, that's vegan by accident, but that shit's still toxic. It's a lot of vegan junk food out here. So don't spend your time switching over to a vegan to be healthy and you still out here eating unhealthy shit because now you're not circulating your energy you're spending it because i, I, I want to break it down to people like this it's not even about the money it's about how much time you spend doing research but the more time i spent which is time energy currency it's all a form of money just in a different way so um uh i had to sit down and I realized, like, you know what? It takes my body so long to break down such amount of food. Why am I eating all day, every day? Am I giving my body enough time to even break down what I already just ate? It was research that came with it. You know, we have been taught that we need three meals a day. We don't. We eat out of thoughts of lack. We eat out of thoughts of lack. We eat out of survival mode. You know, I used to catch myself saying, oh, let me eat this because I don't know when I'm going to eat again. And then when I find out that I'm eating again, I'm eating again. And I ain't even really hungry. You know what I'm saying? You spend time eating and you're wasting your energy, which is your currency. So now you feel like you don't have it to circulate on something that's for the greater good of your well-being. We, as women, I'm going to keep it 100, you know, because I, 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 I'm a woman, clearly, duh. But, like, we'll spend hella money on an installment, on a hair cap, on a wig, on a unit before we put something good in our body. When I used to ride around with my homegirls back in the day before I got on my spiritual awakening, when I was a booster, you know what I'm saying? I, I couldn't even afford the life I was living. I was a booster. You know what I'm saying? I'm not embarrassed about my old ways. The mall can get it. The motherfucking mall can get that work. I had a bag for that ass. How you doing? And it was lined with uh, aluminum foil and duct tape. I, what buzzer? <laughs> Pull up. So it was like, I couldn't, I couldn't afford a goddamn thing. But to be sick, I had to change how I viewed everything. Because once I realized I was stealing clothes that I didn't even really want, that's a different story. Listen, we used to ride around all day long, shop stealing and still shopping and shit, and, and get ready for the club at night. We would get big, bottle, uh, uh, big bottles of Ciroc, good Remy, 
good Hennessy, but then we would stop by McDonald's and get a dollar value burger and fry to eat before we get in the shower and get dressed and roll up some dank to smoke and drink to go to the club to be fly in the clothes that we just stole. So basically, you can't even afford a motherfucking thing. But, to, you know, to poison yourself. We can't afford shit. Because we ain't circulating our coins in the right way. The most important thing we could do is circulate our coins in our kitchen. Circulate our coins into the kitchen. And, I'm, and this may sound mean, you know what I'm saying? But at my heart, I know what it's like to be sick and to have to really push through the fact that, damn, I'm craving these this food. I'm getting angry. I got an attitude now. Like, it, it's, it's drugs. You're getting off fucking drugs, man. That's why we feel like we can't afford it. You know, we... Psh, why you think crackheads steal for, for crack? They can't afford it, but they still be crackheads for years. They doing what they got to do to get the goddamn crack. So we out here doing what we got to do to get the goddamn burgers and shit. We working these slave-ass jobs to buy shit that's killing us. Like, we out here with a J-O-B just above broke, living in survival mode, eating survival-ass food. This shit ain't even food. It's byproducts. It sit on the shelf longer than the goddamn... Shit, the shelf. A screw may come out of the shelf before the goddamn food on the shelf break, crack, anything. You know, so I, I say this with love from my heart chakra. You can't afford to do anything you put your mind to. When you decide I'm about to circulate and spend my time and spend my energy, which is my currency, on something that's going to be beneficial for me and my family and my legacy, then you will look at it differently. You know, it's October right now. We in Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Do you know how many breast cancer awareness events that I used to go to when I was a CNA and a medication aide while eating food that caused cancer? And then it wasn't until I, you know, opened up my third eye and I'm sitting at these events eating chicken, mac and tr- macaroni and cheese, fucking mashed potatoes, brisket, because I was a CNA and a medication aide. So I was in the nursing field. Spirit had me in the nursing field for a reason. I was a CNA and a medication aide, and then I became a medical assistant from the age of 16 until I was 30. I've actually probably done voluntarily kill people, unbeknownst to me, because I'm injecting people with fucking drugs and shit, feeding people. I man, I done gave so many people insure. I used to drink insure myself to get thick. It wasn't. It was never in me to be thick. I used to drink insure. I'm telling you, it's a mental game. We have to understand that everything starts in the mind. You have to remove, remove the fact that you feel like pork chops, rice, green beans, and a biscuit is a meal of love. That's slave food. That's a plate of death. You know, you can fry you up a a a portabella, a king oyster, um, goddamn mushroom, and get that similar texture. Put a little gravy on it. You know what I'm saying? Fuck with it. I'm black as fuck. Very melanated. I love crunchy fried saucy shit. You know, every once in a while, I indulge in a in a meal like that. So I'm telling you from my heart chakra. From my solar plexus chakra, from my stomach, from my heart chakra, it starts in the mind. I had to remove it. You know, it wasn't, I don't want people to have to get to the point where they got to make a life or death decision and then be too late. You know, it wasn't a lot of people out here like it is right now where you got Chef Aki and you got, um, who else out here like that really be on that help? Alkaline Vegan Mommy, Mommy, um, my favorite, a healthy crush. I love them. They the best couple in the world to me because they own their health shit. They are very positive, very upbeat, but they real. They ain't nobody perfect. You know what I'm saying? But I appreciate them as a unit, as a couple. I really appreciate them, you know, coming together in this lifetime, doing what they do. Really, I do, because it shows 
a lot of speak volumes as to us melanated people, how we can um, come together and have a healthy relationship that's healthy in love and healthy in the kitchen. Because I know for a fact that when I was eating certain foods, it was also the cause of my unstable relationships because we was we were we were out of balance eating food that was low vibrational. You know what I'm saying? And I used to have a man that used to cook. He can cook his ass off, but he was feeding me the food that was killing me. So the love hurt it. And I remember one time he used to be like, damn, why every time you um, I cook, you break out. And he cooked with like MSG. I didn't know this shit back in the day, but like MSG and the lorries and things like that, you know, unbeknownst to him and me, that relationship, if I would have stayed in it, it was a killer. But once I evolved and started eating healthier, he devolved and, you know, was removed from my life because I leveled up and I never wanted to make him feel bad about how he chose to live and what he wanted to eat. When he get ready to get on his health journey, he'll get on it. But I'm on mine now. So I got a rallish. You know, I remember all of this, you know, like, when I started eating healthy and shit, it, it put a strain in my relationship with my mother. So when I, I understand completely when people say, I I don't have time. I mean, excuse me, I can't afford it. Because you it's going to cost you a lot. It's going to cost you some time to sit the fuck down, rearrange your kitchen, remove some shit, and replace some shit. It's going to take some time to go to the store, read some ingredients. It's going to take, you're going to have to spend a lot of time, a lot of energy. And... It's going to cost you some people in your life because the people in your life who still eat that shit going to be kind of upset, impressed, and stressed that you want to be the best version of yourself. Now you coming in the goddamn big mama house with a salad and she got ham hocks and greens in the kitchen boiling with, you know, neck turkey neck soup and shit. You know, I know it. I went through that. This is why um, coming out black, vegan, and spiritual was the toughest thing for me to do because I had to not, I had to like, Push through that and then get to the point where I don't give a fuck about what nobody's saying about me coming out black, vegan, and spiritual. You know? And then when I, it, it, it takes a lot. You have to spend time alone. And that's why when people, I don't, I don't think people really understand the breakdown of saying, I can't afford to eat vegan. It's too expensive. I can't do it. Break down what you can't afford. Break it down and dissect it. And once I broke it down and dissected, I was like, damn, it did cost a lot. It was very expensive. It cost me some friends, some family. It cost me time. It cost me energy. It cost a lot of things, about five or six things that cost you to be healthy. But it's worth it. It's really worth it. You can't afford it. Remove the stigma that we have with associating food with love. Where I'm from, Omaha, Nebraska. When people pass away in our family, you can't afford to bury them. We have a fish dinner or a chicken dinner sale. So we selling the food that killed the person. They dying from cancer and uh, heart attacks and shit like that. But we're going to go ahead and sell the food that killed them. It's a serial killer. We out here, you know what I'm saying, uh, guilty by association. But we don't want to think about it like that, you know. And then it's, it's, it's really, I, and I can't, once again, this is for who are, is resonating with this message. Because, I, you know, growing up black, eating southern comfort food. That shit is an insult to Big Mama when you go in there with a, just a whole salad. Now, if you go in there with a salad, you just say you're eating a salad, it's a difference. But once you go in Big Mama's house and you say, I'm eating a vegan salad, vegan! What the fuck you eating vegan for? Even though a salad is vegan. You just got lettuce, tomatoes, onions, cucumbers, you know, whatever. But where we are nowadays, we want to put fucking meat in everything. You know, coming out black, vegan, and spiritual was tough too because going to Big Mama house and your auntie house and you going to cook kickbacks and cookouts and shit, you got 
corn in it. You got goddamn bacon, crab meat, lobster in the salad. You know, you got baked beans. You got baked beans with bacon and ground beef in it. We put meat in every fucking thing. Why? Meat is a side. Meat ain't even supposed to be a main dish. Meat take forever to break down in your body. You can't, you can't afford, you can't afford to, to not eat meat for a good minute. Trust me. It's sitting in your stomach. You ain't even, your stomach ain't even big. You just got a lot of dookie in your goddamn body. You need to release. Cleanse your colon. Cleanse your colon. Give your body enough time to break down some shit. You can't afford to eat healthy. Because once you get sick and then now you get this diagnosis and you don't know what to do. And now you, now you feeling pressured. Now you got the pressure of being sick. You got the pressure of, um, I got to do it. And when you had the chance to voluntarily do it, your body gives you signs and signals. Hey, sis, hey, bro, um, I'm going to need you to get the motherfucking shit together. Because we fucking up over here. We dehydrated, um, not oxygenated. We ain't functioning right. We ain't flowing right. Listen to your body when your body tells you things. You can't afford it. Put it into the universe. Put it out. You can manifest anything. I manifested being able to afford the life that I knew I deserved to live. And now I hope that made sense to some people. Because you got to remove the stigma that we have with food and money. Because ain't no motherfucking way we should be able to afford hair weave and big ball of Ciroc and Hennessy. And we can't afford to get an organic uh, avocado. Yeah, they $3.99 sometimes. But it's worth it. If you're going to eat it, eat it good. You ain't going to drink no gin. If you ain't gonna drink no gin, but you drunk, you want Cyrock, have that same energy when it comes to what you eat. Have that same energy when it comes to what you eat. I know people that don't use certain hair weave. Like me, when I when it comes to eyelashes, I only buy a certain eyelash. And I'll spend my little $5.99. So if I'm gonna spend $5.99 to put some shit on my eyes, why would I not spend $3.99 on an avocado that's going in my body? Give me those uh, good healthy fats, those omega-3 fatty acids. Pull up on me, give me the gather. You feel me? So understand that we need to remove our association with food and money. Because we paying and spending money on the wrong shit. You can't afford to do it. Trust me. You don't want your body to tell you that you ain't got no choice. And then now you in the, you know, your back against the wall. And when it comes to our children, you cannot, your children is, is, is very, very important. As a melanated cosmic goddess, I, when I switched over to a plant-based lifestyle, my son did too. And, and his health is more better. You know, he's better. He functions better. His brain is better. Everything is associated to what we put into our body. And everything starts with raw moving and raw leasing. I had to set healthy boundaries with myself. I had to set healthy boundaries with my wallet. I had to break down, okay, I got this much money. What do I really need and what do I don't? And what I don't? Because when you are spending money, it ain't coming back to you. But when you go to the store and you circulate it and get you some herbs, some sea moss, some bladder rock, some milk thistle, some dandelion root, you know, all of that stuff is circulating because it's going back into you. Now you're putting into your health and your wellness. Now you have enough energy and you are able to go out and create more um, abundance to continue to uh, afford the life that you deserve to live. But if you are spending money in the middle sections in the grocery stores where the dead food is at, you're spending money on food that's that's killing you. You don't have energy. Yo, you you damn near in alignment for a heart attack. You're trying to go out here in the world and boss up and do shit that eventually is going to catch up to you. I'm not manifesting no abundance to spend it on hospital bills. I am not. So understand that your relationship with money 
plays a major role in what you eat and what you put into your body. Know that you can't afford it. We have to stop trying to be so full that we like, oh shit, I'm full of motherfucker. I take a nap in this bitch. Why you want to eat till you ain't got no energy? Food would give you energy. Food is energy. Food is life. Think about it. Eating healthy. Say the word healthy. Healthy. What's in the word healthy? Heal. Now say the word diet. Diet. What's in the word diet? Die, bitch. Die. Oh shit. Fuck. My bad. I ain't not. Y'all ain't, ain't nobody no bitch. <laughs> ain't nobody no bitch. I was saying it like die, bitch. Like just saying, okay, because I don't think people be hearing hearing me curse or say that word a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, and cause I, I'm about to come out of my box on y'all ass too. Y'all ain't about to keep having me in this spiritual box that I'm so clean I can't curse. That shit got me fucked up. Anyway, so like think about it. The words die, heal, die, heal. This shit is on purpose. And the more you say, Oh, I'm on a diet, you dying, you killing yourself. People dread diets. Diets, ugh, I frowned upon a diet. I'm going to live it. I'm living. I'm eating healthy. It's a lifestyle. It's a way of living. You should never have to go on a diet. You should just be eating to live all the time. You can't afford it. You don't want your body to creep up on you and be like, hey, tapping you on the shoulder. Hey, 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 I'm cancer pulling up. <laughs> hey, I'm diabetes pulling up on you. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I'm uh fibroid tumors pulling up on you. Hey, I'm gout pulling up on you. You know what I'm saying? Getting them taps. You know what I'm saying? That 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 note, that call from the doctor, you waiting on your test results. And they saying some shit like, oh, fuck, what the fuck, what the fuck? Now you under stress. Want to switch over in a hurry. Now that's energy in your body. You stressing and pressing. We need to just take the time right now. Spend some time right now. And say, you know what? <laughs> Holistically Hilarious is on to some shit. Her hilarious ass is hilariously healthy and healing. I give thanks for her podcast. I'm going to go ahead and become a subscriber and subscribe to her podcast because she gave me that work. The hilarious healing work. This is true. Take some time right now. Right motherfucking now. Take some time. Sit down. Get your pen and paper. Pencil and paper. Get your phone and write you a little list. And the list going to come from my cookbook. <laughs> I wrote a whole cookbook for that ass. And you know what it's called? I want to be vegan too, but I don't know what to eat. Because a lot of people want to be vegan too, but they don't know what to eat. So go ahead and get this cookbook. It's, the link is in my bio. It's 1333. Keep the faith. Align your mind, body, and soul. Align your mind, body, and soul. It's important. And it's, it's recipes in there that your husband, your man, he'll like. Your children will love. Like I said, my son was plant-based. I wasn't about to be eating healthy and he's still eating unhealthy. That is so discombobulating and upsetting to me to see shit like that. Women eating salads and their children eating McDonald's. Big, get your shit. Save the children in if that's the case. Because your ass already uh, where you are. You might fuck around and just go back and get McDonald's when they go to bed. So save the children. I'm not saying don't save you. But if you want to be on that type of shit, save them. Because they the future. You know, and that's coming from my heart chakra because I, I, I've met, I've met so many women across this on this journey that will still give their children unhealthy food, snacks and shit, junk food. That's why they call it junk food because it's junk. It ain't food. It has no nutritional value at all. So I hope y'all know that this came from my heart chakra. This was not from a place of being mean, being rude, being cruel, but you can't afford it. Remove your stigma that you have associated with food and money and circulate your money and spend your time, spend your energy spend you know that on something that's gonna be beneficial to your life get it together family i fucking love y'all divinely got a high vibration of fifth dimensional asses and i want to see y'all healing out here because healing looks good on you healing looks good on your ass you better be healing today that's what's up pull up healing
Pull up healing. Pull up on me. Give me the gather. Give me the gather. So, um, yeah, y'all. This was the uh pre-ran raw, the raw version. Then we talked about rallies and money. With because this was all thoughts of lack. Any anytime you feel like you can't afford something, that's thoughts of lack. So Raleigh's thoughts of lack in every area of your life. You can afford to charge your worth for your business. You can afford to eat healthy. You can afford it. You really can. Because growing up, I was taught that I could not afford to eat healthy. Like, hell no. We getting packs of hot dogs for a dollar, buns for a dollar, bread for a dollar, dollar. We just want cheap shit. Government food. I grew up. Like, even though we had money when my mom and my father was together, we ate poor. But we didn't know it. We thought we was eating rich. But we was eating poor as fuck. Period, point, in the blanket. I'm going to leave it at that. So change that shit. You ain't who, you ain't, you grew up, you grown now. You ain't got to do what your mama tell you to do. You ain't got to eat what big mama tell you to eat. She may be mad, she'll get over it. You know what I'm saying? Period, point, in the blanket. Do you now. You know, you are aware. Just Now you got the knowledge applied to your life. Because knowledge without applying it to your life ain't shit. You just know some shit. Congratulations. Now what you going to do about it? So, yeah, I'm about to uh, I'm about to go to a uh, commercial break. And then come back on the other side and wrap this up. Wrap it up like a condom. So, uh, I'm going to call you out. Devon, got it. Asses back on the other side of the commercial break. <laughs> Laugh stay for now, family. <laughs> All right, my Holistically Hilarious family welcome back to the holistically hilarious podcast where you already know we stay turning up on health and wellness pop in bottles of spring water staying hydrated and educated it's a must water is important your body is 80 percent water one thing you can't go without is water but you can't go without food for a while okay so um yeah let's wrap this up let's wrap it up like a condom let's wrap it up because we ain't getting no dis-ease around here <laughs> No, but for real though, let's wrap this shit up. And um, with that being said, you can't afford to do whatever you choose to put your mind to. Remove any anything that you grew up with. Reprogram your subconscious mind and get your affirmations in alignment. Get your affirmations on deck. Keep your affirmation on deck. Remind yourself who the fuck you are. At any given moment when you feel yourself slipping on your pimp and say, you know what? Oh, let me get it together. I'm abundant. I am prosperous. I'm the money guy that I'm optimistic. I am in alignment to receive um, opportunities of success into my life every goddamn day. How you doing? Pull up. Abundance. Pull up. Prosperity. Pull up. Organic uh, food. Pull up. Nutrition. Pull up. Minerals. Give me the gather. You know what I'm saying? Pull up on yourself and fuck with yourself the long way and the strong way and stand tuned with your star player and don't be out here slipping on your pimp and you are worthy. You are worthy. I appreciate your worthiness. I appreciate your existence. Didn't nobody reincarnate to be on that fuck shit. You know, we had a whole beginning of our life where we didn't know. We didn't know no better. We was living in survival mode. Now we thriving. We we are living. We ain't surviving. We ain't struggling. You know, because what, what a struggle meal. I used to eat struggle meals. That was the whole, that's some shit we see in the hood. Struggle meals. Hot dogs, ramen noodles. Hot dogs and um, french fries. You know, bologna sandwiches and chips. Lunch meat sandwiches and chips. Struggle meals. Struggle meals. We ain't struggling. You can afford to eat healthy. You can afford to charge your worth. You can afford. Because once you remove the thoughts of like and charge your worth for your business, you can afford them organic avocados. You feel me? Everything is connected. The more I put, the more I value myself, the more I had 
flowing into my life and I'm able to eat my avocados and my uh cucumbers and get my guac uh, get my guacamole on twice a day if I choose to. You know, you can afford the life you know that you deserve to live by removing the shit that ain't beneficial to you. You can't you cannot pull up on thoughts of on abundance with thoughts of lack. The fuck? Where abundance gonna sit at in the back seat? Psh, abundance in the back? What the fuck is going on? Abundance like bitch, get the fuck together. I'm in the front. As a matter of fact, I'm riding. You you in my car. Well, at least thoughts of lack. Lack fucking ain't got no air in the car. Y'all hot shit, hot boxing and shit. The fuck? The thoughts of lack mobile, loud in the motherfucking exhaust pipe, fucked up, polluting the air. Man, you better get out of that thought of that lack mobile and get into that abundant mobile and ride the fuck out. To your organic produce section, uh, section and get you some fruits and veggies and alkaline your environment. No disease can live within an alkaline environment. Know that. So, um, yeah. <laughs> this is the raw. This is installment one of the raw. Like I said, this whole second season, we're we going to talk about more things we need to release. And I'm going to go into in-depth even more. Because it's a lot of shit that we need to release. Like, even with thoughts of, like, in a relationship, feeling that you can't afford to date somebody that's maybe in a different financial bracket than you because you in a transition. Listen, we're going to talk about it all. Because I know where I'm at in my life. I'm transitioning. But I know the type of man that I'm evolving, to, that I want in my life. He balling. He's a baller. He's a boss. And just because right now I ain't got my boss up, you know, money coming in, that don't mean I can't afford to date him. And because I'm abundant and he sees my uh, abundant glow, <laughs> not my current situation glow. He like, oh, baby, let's, yeah, let's get together. You are, you abundant. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to talk about that too. We're going to talk about a lot of shit. We just getting started, family. So that's why y'all need to go ahead and subscribe <laughs> to the Holistically Hilarious Podcast. I appreciate it for real. So uh, let's wrap it up. Like I said, stop holistically hilarious is open grab you a, a hilarious ringtone it's your friendly reminder to laugh at petty shit because joy is your superpower period because we ain't out here um tripping over shit we just skip over period because i choose to laugh at petty shit because joy is my superpower pull up get the ringtone you never know when you're having a day that may be getting the best of you and your phone ring and you be like damn <laughs> i was about to trip over nothing Shout out to Holistically Hilarious for creating this hilarious ringtone and getting me together. It's for the collective. You feel me? Also, while you on the uh, on the um, on the website, shop hilarious. I got the I Release Collection shirts on deck. Pull up, get one. If you a man, get one for your goddess. You know what I'm saying? If you a goddess, get one for you. You healing, and healing looks good on you. Shop hilarious. Also, y'all already know why we talking about release and thoughts of lack and um when it comes to food. Pull up to the cookbook. Get the cookbook today. Eat vegan tonight. And I also have another cook, another book on there. It's called Inhale Love, Exhale Laughter, Your Self Help Guide to Creating Internal Sunshine. And they go hand in hand. Actually, while you eating dinner, you could be reading that book. Laughter creates internal sunshine. It's important. It's very important to know that. We need to identify our stressors. What's stressing us out? You got environmental stress. You got home stress. You got work stress. You got self-inflicted stress. Where is your stressors coming from? Identify your stressors and come up with healthier ways to uh, to combat them. So Shop Hilarious is open and it's popping. Pull up on it. Get yourself together. But I'm about to roll the fuck out. I got shit I got to do, family. I appreciate y'all. I finally got a high vibration of asses for tapping into the Holistically Hilarious podcast. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. But I'm about to go. And um, I'm calling y'all to finally got it asses back later. Y'all have a great day. Laugh and stay. <laughs>